Okay, Horned Toad listeners, we passed the halfway point, or we are at the halfway point. So this is segment four for season six, episode 22, season six finale, with the theme of random facts. And this is MMIW ideas versus facts. Now, you know, MMIW is missing, murdered indigenous women, there's children, men, and all that, that, that relations. So <clears throat> this segment is about the many ways the MMIW movement could turn into a program that focuses on modernization of tribal victims rather than political influencers using it as a stepping stone. Now, what I mean by that is um, I was trying to help out this young lady. <clears throat> I, um, she was trying to get really involved with this MMIW and she said, well, you started a, 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 not a podcast, you started a, a nonprofit and I was wondering, you know, what can you help me with? So I'm going to read what I wrote to her. And um, this is, I want to I want to have this as a record too. So I said, um, greetings again. As promised, here are some ideas to try in order uh, to expand the message or mission of MMIW that I can think of. Number one, I wrote promotional material. And I put, I briefly seen your flyer on a picture post you put up on Facebook. Excuse me. So I thought a foldable pamphlet may also come in handy where the history, vision, goal, mission, possibly members, resources of places that can help run runaways or shelters, success stories of those who have been found alive, and a great quote from a survivor can be added to drive the point of why MMIW needs to be taken seriously. And um, I think altogether I did five, was it six, five, yeah, I did five, five ideas I gave to her. And uh, this was through Facebook Messenger, I sent this to her. And um, so number two, two or three minute main documentaries. This idea would be great for YouTube, and I put in parentheses, might be the best might be best to stay away from TikTok unless someone you trust says it's okay. And you or other members could briefly talk about the experience of how the day's event is going, whether it be a protest, flea market, public awareness, or any public event where video recordings is allowed. And just talk about what's expected and what happened. Keep it simple and hopefully find someone with editing software to edit it with musical introductions or many graphics. Uh, idea number three, talking points. Use your frustration to help point out how the Navajo tribe is contradicting the treatment of Diné mothers. Example, in general, Diné mothers have double standards for being matriarchs, having a job or career to look after her family while living in a male-dominated society, while the Diné fathers, in general, as in parentheses, um, expect to be fed and catered to by the wife slash mother and simultaneously be sexually pleasured on his time while she is exhausted, especially when she has to stay home with a very ill child that I put in parentheses, like how my late father was to my mom, to my mom. I'll say mother, I'll say mum. And then I, and then I, I continued on, um, Another frustrating contradiction talking point is how Diné males want to be viewed as warriors and brave in our society, but have scared little Frady cat, but are scared little Frady cats when it comes to supporting MMIW. 
because they don't want to confront either the Mexican cartels and their human trafficking ring, or the Nem males don't want to, to turn on slash in their bros, in parentheses, who may want, uh, or in quotes, who may want, who may be dealing in it. I covered a few on my podcast. Another talking point is how idiots like KTNN DJs kept everyone living in fear of the coronavirus cases by constantly giving updates on the sick, the dying, and the dead. Uh, reference to Megadeth right there. Uh, but didn't, but didn't, but didn't not even, <laughs> but didn't even dare to give updates on those who are missing and or found murdered at the time. <clears throat> the hypocrisy of KTNN of being a public service radio station uh, being used to push mainstream media virus agenda while ignoring the rise of crime, abuse, STDs, rapes, and everything else MMIW needs to highlight on the Navajo Nation. Okay, it's just basically saying KTNN sucks and it's looking the other way. Um, last talking point, for now anyways, is how Jonathan Nez was able to shut down the res during the lockdown phase. I like this idea because it shows me that if if we, the people, needed to catch or stop human smugglers from either catching or stopping them from leaving the res, an organization like MMIW could quickly request for a shutdown and have Navajo veterans become border patrol to help the useless Navajo Nation Police Department to do their job and have permission to search suspicious vehicles. And while Prez Nez hidden his safe space, we all had to look out for each other across the res as he later emerged with a fat belly. And then in parentheses, I wrote, I'll leave those talking points for now, but I can come up with a few more later. And then, you know, in parentheses. And then number four, the fourth idea I, I sent to her was promotions, promotion and collaborations. This is an area I'm expanding on as I have talked to the Thunderbird Supply Company calendar model representative um, Rhonda, Rona Yazi, not, eh. anyways, basically asking if the calendar models contract would allow them to show up at any veteran event I put together. And she said the models can be, the models can, because there is no contract. So my thought is if you can get any of those models to agree to help raise awareness for your cause by making an appearance, it might be worth it might be worth a try as Deneh in general are attracted to celebrityism. Like who got Hollywood actor Sean Penn to help distribute water and other supplies at Naslini Chapter House in the spring of 2020? Uh, if that can be done, it can sure be repeated. Maybe not with Sean Penn, but some other, but someone else well-known. And finally, number five, the fifth idea I sent to her was... Um, this one might be greatly beneficial as promotion, merchandise, and events go hand in hand by using GoFundMe, Kickstarter.com, and basic fa uh, Facebook fundraising app all seem trustworthy enough to try. But the problem with fundraising is finding someone who is really very trustworthy to keep in track of the money because you know how money exposes people. Uh, but another aspect to fundraising will be having a website for people to check out. GoDaddy.com is just one of many that I can think of that, that lets the public design one of their own liking. Okay. 
so those are pretty much all the ideas I can give you for now as I am still working on stabilizing my own nonprofit organization to finalize its foundation. So in conclusion, there are many possibilities to improve the MMIW movement for the Diné Nation. Diné Nation that it's going to have to expose the frailties that this tribe's noble leaders, um, I put in parentheses, are not wanting to expose to the voting public because they enjoy their cushy jobs. But their fears are going to have to be put up to their faces like a mirror to see who is really wanting to help their people and communities versus who is in these, I guess, who are in these offices just to collect a paycheck with kickbacks and bribes. So on that note, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I want to also read um, a few other memes that I was trying to make a part of the, uh, the podcast uh, the, past few, uh, the past few episodes. And the one that I was trying to really um, get out there was uh, the, um, uh, <clears throat> the statistics. There we go. The statistics of uh, missing, murdered Indigenous women. So here's one meme. <laughs> Excuse me. This is from 2020. Oh, all these ones I have are from 2020. I just never got around to it. So until now. So there are 506 MMIWG cases where um, MMIWG cases. I don't know what the G stands for. Missing, murdered Indigenous women. Girls, probably. Cases were identified across 71 selected urban cities. That's a lot of cases, 506. And then 128 were cases of missing indigenous women. Okay, so there's still all those other races that are missing. Then there's 280 were cases of murdered indigenous women. So 128 were missing, 280 were murdered. That's a lot of dead women. And then uh, 98 were cases with unknown status. I don't even know what the hell that means or what it's even referring to. And then um, this other one says, the median age, oh, 29, the median age of MMIWG victims. So I guess nearly close to 30 is where uh, apparently that's where they're looking for that and they want to get um <clears throat> i guess that's what they're looking for that's the majority maybe um sexually matured possibly might be a reason or you know i, I figured you know young girls 16 15 14 would have been the higher number but there's 29 so and then uh here was another one uh, another meme that i saw and um this one said Oh, this was going back to 2020 when um, this lady named uh, Gabby Petito, Petito was was missing. <clears throat> so this said um, 710 indigenous people, mostly girls. So it's 710 compared to the um, the uh, age 27 or age 29. But it says um, so if it's 710. Uh, mostly girls were missing, then it must be over a thousand for age 29 women. Anyways, so, um, 710 indigenous people, mostly girls were reported missing over the past decade in Wyoming. Holy shit. It's just in Wyoming, the same state where Gabby Petito disappeared. 
Then at the bottom, it says, how come none of them have gotten wall-to-wall -wall coverage? So that's pretty interesting. That's why the whole news media thing, um, which I will talk about next, is going to be part of um, why, you know, I just want to make sure everybody at least knows that the Clagato Veteran podcast does its best to try to cover a lot of these subject matters. But, you know, I really don't want to rely on memes too much, but these were just like really interesting things that I really wanted to double check and uh, make sure it's factual, but I never really got around to it. Just so much crap. I didn't think I was going to be uh, busy with. And then, um, so here's another uh, stat kept coming off of a newspaper. It says missing or murdered something native American women and girls. I don't know what the ING was. It's somewhere right there. Missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. Cities with the highest number of cases, Seattle, 45 cases, Albuquerque, oh no, 37 cases, comes in at number two. Number three is Anchorage at 31 cases, Tucson with 31 cases, Billings with 29 cases, Gallup, oh boy, 25 cases, Tacoma with 25 cases, Omaha with 24 cases. Salt Lake City with 24 cases, and then San Francisco with 17 cases. The source is Urban Indian, Urban Indian Health Institute. And then there's another stat on this side. It says um, states with the highest number of cases. New Mexico comes in at number one. Ah, crap, with uh, 78 cases. Washington comes in at number two with 78, 71 cases. Arizona, ah, damn, number three with 54 cases. Alaska, number four with 52 cases. Montana at number five with 41 cases. Number six is California with 40 cases. Number seven is Nebraska with 33 cases. Number eight is Utah with 24 cases. Minnesota at number nine with uh, 20 cases. And then finally, Oklahoma Last one, number 10 at 18 cases. So those were the um, states with the highest number of cases for missing and murdered, you know, women. And then um, I, there were some other interesting facts that I came across too, where it said um, the truth about child sex abuse. And this is another meme that um, I don't know if, uh, if, if the number, uh, I'm pretty sure the numbers have changed now, but at the time this came out, I, I believe it was still year 2020, but it says one in four girls, one in six boys will be sexually abused before age 18. Wow, that sucks, man. Uh, more uh, boys, two more times than girls. And then 90% of child sexual abuse cases are perpetrated by a family member or another trusted person. Yeah, that seems to be the case out here from what I hear. Childhood sexual abuse is a public health crisis that deprives, deserves prompt and urgent action. Oh, shit. I should have read that last. Um, here are the other two, last two uh, pieces of stats, I guess. 30% um, of perpetrators are family members of the victim. Ah, yeah, damn. And then uh, right now, there are 42 million survivors of childhood sexual abuse residing in the United, in the United States. So 
that's where I should have read this at the end, where it said childhood sexual abuse is a public health crisis that prevent, uh, deserves prompt and urgent action. And then this is from Becca Harrington, It Was Me campaign. So right there, public health crisis. What was the biggest, you know, public health crisis that took over all the land? The coronavirus, COVID, not, not the dog, but the actual, the actual propaganda, COVID. And um, <clears throat> man, like I said, KTNN, bunch of dickheads over there. They wanted to really push for the cases of who died, who, how many survived, and um, how many cases have come up. They kept in track of all those stats, but yet when it came down to childhood or sexual trauma, sexual predators, um, sexual cases, childhood molestations and all that, they didn't say a goddamn thing. So fuck you, KTNN. I don't like your ugly asses anyways. I don't listen to it, but my mom does. And uh, <clears throat> she just mostly listens for the uh, funeral announcements in the mornings. But anyways, so right there, that's where that, um, that you know, it just kind of makes me wonder with with what Hollywood is all into with, um, uh, what's that? When you drink the children's blood, uh, what's that fucking thing called? Um, I'm not hemoglobin. Uh, it's not pedophilia. Damn it. What the hell is that stupid thing called? Ah, shit. Anyways, you know where you drink children's blood, you know, that right there and all the Hollywood, uh, Satan worshiping and witchcraft and all the satanic symbolism and all that. You know, it goes hand in hand with the, uh, you know, that Jeffrey Epstein case where he would take, you know, celebrities to that island and well-known officials and all that shit. And they get to rape and have sex with underage children, pretty much, even though they were teenagers, they're still, you know, sex slaves. So all that is connected. So that's why they're like, they don't want to release all that information. And... Uh, I remember, I remember I was following somebody on Facebook that they tried to put up that type of information, but they got blocked. And then later they created a second account and they said, you know, I got blocked for this shit. And then, I don't know, I guess they just got off of Facebook cause I don't really see or hear from them anymore, but all that being put together, you know, it creates this narrative of what we're looking at now. And this is where I'll go into with the, uh, the next segment about the, news media and all that shit. So <clears throat> with that being said, you know, the, um, all these, uh, sexual abuse on the rise, you know, this is, like I said, is outdated information. It's something I really wanted to cover before, but I just did not get to it. It was just so much on my plate. And I really thought the nonprofit was going to be, um, it was going to be something that was going to take me to that level where I wouldn't have to do so much and I could step down, let somebody take over. Okay. So here's the other last meme I'll read is the nice person abuser. And this was a pretty interesting meme. This says, um, the nice person abuser has a good reputation and is liked by most people. And it has in parentheses outside the home. The nice person abuser is helpful and caring in parentheses to people outside the home or strangers. The nice person abuser gives the gives to charities and other people while own family suffers and goes without. The nice person abuser appears sympathetic but does not care about anyone. 
The nice person abuser is obsessed with reputation and image. Shit, it's a lot of Navajos out here in these uh, Navajo Nation jobs. The nice person abuser appears humble, but in reality is obsessed with receiving constant praise. Sounds like the nonprofit president right there. The nice person abuser, uh, everyone in family has to keep up with the premise that they are good people or you will be punished. And finally, the nice person abuser, family members have to keep secrets and protect family reputation at all costs, is more concerned with looking like a nice person than actually being one. So there's a nonprofit president right there. And this is by Maria Consigli, Cons, ah, see, Consiglio, Maria Consiglio. So I guess she done the uh, possibly research, but. Alrighty, so with that being said, let's go ahead and jump on to the fifth segment of this episode. And this will be media agendas. Without further ado, here we go. Oh, 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 